Are you in need of some spiritual vitamin C? Well, I believe you came to the right place. My name is Kenya and welcome to Spiritual Vitamin C, my podcast designed to fuel your spirit by feeding it the word of God. So open up your spiritual medicine cabinet, your ears, eyes, and heart, and let's fill up on some spiritual vitamin C which is truly the word of God. So for this week's episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, it's going to be a live service that was recorded second Sunday of June of this year. And the title message is Wait For It. This one is special only because I wanted to do this particular theme or topic, if you will. I wanted to do it for my second season of podcasting, but because I had the opportunity to speak, I thought it was very apropos to just go ahead and stick it in for this season, my uh, first Uh, season. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on social, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I would love to connect with you, hear from you, and see what you're doing. I hope you enjoy. You are the eyes that we need to see, and you are our Lord God 
God's shield and buckler. You are, Lord God, a high tower, and those who run it are safe. Hallelujah. When they call on the name of the Lord, they are safe. And we bless you on today. We magnify you. We raise our hands as an evening sacrifice. We shabak you. We tell you there's nobody like you. We tell you that you are everything. We tell you that you are the breath that we breathe, the life that we need, the healing that we seek. You are the only wise God. You are the true and the living God. You are faithful and true. You are my way in and you are my way through and you are my way out and you are my song when I need to sing. You are my strength when I find my strength failing. You Afraid. Nobody is like the God that we serve. And so I come before you today, Lord God, as humbly as I know how. And I ask boldly, Lord God, before the throne of grace, because Jesus paid the price so that we could enter into the throne room and find help when we need. Today, Lord God, speak the word. Today, Lord God, come through. Today, Lord God, you will prevail. Today, Lord God, just step through the door and enter in and allow the train, Lord God, to fill up the temple, Lord God. In the name of Jesus. And let your power fall. When your name I call. Prove the doubt is wrong. You are mighty and strong. Fight this battle for me. Help my heart believe so I can tell all my friends. You have won. God, whatever you want me to do, there's a miracle in the house, and it's mine. There's a miracle in the house, and it's mine. I am looking up, reaching out, getting out.
to Jesus and to, and to Moses, Lord God, and to Elias, and everybody left because it's always Christ. You may be seated. Lord God, forgive me. Bless the souls that are on the line watching and social media. We're grateful that God has said we could be here. I'm like Peter. It's good we be here to see what God is going to do today, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak before God's people, I'm grateful that uh, our pastor, administrative assistant, John Jackson, allows us to go forth in the Lord. And so, Lord God, be praised and magnified and definitely give honor to our God and to our pastor and to our first lady and to the, the elders and ministers and missionaries that are here and those of you on Facebook and Zoom. Blessed be you. And so, today, 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 uh, message title is wait for it and so we're going to be dealing very briefly with times and seasons that are in the hand of God and when uh, sister Melissa began to sing the song God can do just what he said he would do and don't give up on God because God will not give up on you I thought Lord God and my mind begins to reflect on those things that seem to have died while Jesus would appear to be was away. But he just needs it to be as dead as it can be so when he shows up, hallelujah, we'll remember that he is the resurrection and he is the life. And so the scriptures today, uh, we're going to be coming from the book of Genesis. Wait for it. Hallelujah. 
Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. We're going to hop to chapter 13, and we're going to hop to chapter 15. And so with that, dealing with times and seasons, what does the Bible have to say about times and seasons? And we know that we find ourselves, uh, I believe it's in the book of, is it John? When, oh no, it's in the book of Acts when uh, some of the people asked Jesus, are you going to restore unto us the kingdom at this time? And Jesus says, it is not for you to know the times and seasons, for they are in the Father's hands. And so dealing with time and season, connecting with the song, God can do just what he said he can do. And the title, wait for it, hallelujah, chronos means time in the word of God. And we think about chronos because that word is very familiar, chronology, chronicles, um, and it deals with the duration of time, time itself, a span of time, a lapse of time, a stretch of time, right? And then we have seasons. Seasons is kairos, and kairos is the kind of time. What's happening in that Time. So dealing with times, chronos, and season, kairos, the duration of time is chronos, and what's happening within that specific dispensation, that frame, that, that chunk of time, what is going on in that time? That's season, and that's kairos. And so in dealing with the story of Abraham, I love the story of Abraham. It is filled with our life. Truth be told, right? We see God initiating this amazing relationship with this man who's 75 years old and his father died and he had a wife who was barren and I don't, I don't have a clue as to how long they were married up until that point of God calling uh, him out, but 75 years of age. God speaks to him and says to come out. So let us go to the book of Genesis, chapter 12, and we are going to begin at verses 1 all the way through 4. God bless the word, hallelujah, because it is blessed, hallelujah. The call of Abraham, hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4 states, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Verse 3, and I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Verse 4, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot with him his nephew, and Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of the land of Haran. Seventy and five. And his wife was sixty and five. There was a ten-year age gap. Things need to just be dead. <laughs> so God can work and get the glory. Amen. Time and seasons are in the hand of God. Here is a man God is calling out. He says that I will bless thee and I'm gonna make your name great and I and you will be a blessing and in you the earth will be blessed. So his seed had to endure because he couldn't live forever. Here is a man whose wife has no, you know, there have been no children as of yet, and God says he's going to bless 
me and cause my name to be blessed and, and in the world um, they would be blessed because of me. When God says things, oftentimes they don't make sense to the human mind because we deal with an eternal God. But God, to him, nothing is a blank canvas. Nothing is how it began. And he spoke and there was light. So nothing with God is like everything if we just believe. So let us go to now, uh, we're gonna go to jump down to verse seven. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the God, unto the Lord who appeared to him. So Abraham, I didn't read verses five and six, but after the Lord, pulled, uh, uh, you know, he initiates this conversation, this relationship, and now they're going, Abraham comes into Canaan. And the Lord tells him, his feet is resting on promised ground with no children, but his feet is in the promised land, but it is not time, but it is his but it is not time. The season and time has not rolled around, but God promised it to him. And verse seven says, he built an altar at that place. It's kind of amazing to really strip back the story of Abraham and to look at all of these amazing things. And so now we find ourselves in chapter 13, verses three and four, and he went on his journeys from the south even to Bethel, even to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai. Verse four, unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. So what happens between uh, verse seven where he's in Canaan and he's built this altar unto the Lord who appeared and verses three and four of chapter 13, Abraham goes to Egypt because a famine pushes him to Egypt and all kind of stuff is jumping off of Egypt. He's like, Sarai, you're, you're a beautiful woman and I don't want them to kill me because of you. So let's just say you're my sister and you know, Pharaoh takes uh, uh, Sarai and the Lord now needs to deal with Pharaoh. And then all of a sudden he's like, get out of here because y'all lied. And so he, Abraham goes back to the place where he was originally, which is in uh, uh, Bethel and he pitches his tent. So little by little, God reveals the plan that he has for Abraham, but it's not yet. He's once again in the land of Canaan, and it's his, and his wife is barren, and he's 75 years old, but it's not yet. It would take 25 years 9,125 days for God to give him a son. Every single day, 9,125 days, he had to keep the faith. Time and season was not yet. Wait for it. Amazing. Kronos and Kairos weave the will of God into this redemption of man. It's a gold thread. God is the master 
uh, one that, that works this tapestry that we know as life. And we're grateful because of it. So we see Abraham, he's afraid and he's a man. He's like, say you're my sister, so he won't kill me. We see fear, we see faith, we see different areas of his life displayed. Some areas he's strong, other areas he's weak, and he needs help. But it's all his life, and God chose him. He did not choose God. And his, in his life, we see our own. So when we're walking with God, and God has promised us something, and it's like, oh my goodness, what? And then, I thought it was last year. I didn't realize it was going to be 10 years from now, 15 years from now, 30 years from now. I had no idea 15,000 days and 9,000 days that I was going to have to keep the faith. If I fail, I was going to have to get up. 9,125 days and another son later. We can't jump God's time and season. We can, but it'll be to our, our hurt. It won't help us. So now we find ourselves going to Genesis, I'm already at 13, let's go down to verse 14 through 17. Genesis 13, verse 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that Lot was separated from him, it's amazing, God is constantly revealing a little bit more of this plan. He says, lift up thine eyes and look from the place where thou art, northward, southward, eastward, westward, for all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. And look, listen, God is somebody. <laughs> look at verse 17. Arise, God tells him, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. He walked <laughs> the land of promise. This man who had no children, who just got finished lying about his wife, right? It's, it's, it's believed that maybe they were, there was a, like, that, that was his half-sister. I'm not really sure, but nonetheless, it was a point of deception. God still promises Abraham. Abraham believes God. In the life of Abraham, we see our own. If God said something to you, stand on it and wait for it no matter how long it takes. 20 years in a day, I had a colostomy bag. The doctor said, You'll only, it'll only have to be a year. They said that they were actually lying. I was so sick and to the point of death and was in ICU and um, all kind of things were happening. I had no idea that, that one year was gonna be 20 years in a day. Sometimes the weight can become weary. But God encourages you, as he does for Abraham, little bits. He gives him to know the plan, just enough 
to keep them encouraged and to keep them walking, to keep them believing, and to stay in faith, as our pastor says. It's our job to stay in faith. So let us go now to Genesis 15, chapter 15, verse 1. And it's amazing, God keeps, he keeps just encouraging him. After these things, so what are after these things? So he's in the land of Canaan, and there are, there are four kings and five kings, and there is the war of the kings, right? And um, those who, it was King uh, Ketelamer and his group, and he ruled the, the land, and those who, other, other nations under him were, were tired of it, and they revolted, and so there's this war of the kings. And so in the midst of all of this, Lot ends up being taken, right? <laughs> all of Lot and his stuff, and they end up taking him. And people come back to Abram and they're like, uh, your, your, your nephew's been taken. And Abram, I mean, the fierce king, uh, Ketelamer, he pursues and God gives him the victory. So much so that he gets lots back. And um, after everything that goes on, then we find ourselves in verse, in chapter 15, after these things, right? Uh, and he meets um, Melchizedek and and uh, we, we keep going down. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what will thou give me? Seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And look at this. And he brought him forth abroad. Sounds familiar? And said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars. It was the sand of the sea. I mean, the sand of the earth, the dust of the earth, now it's the stars. God is amazing. If thou be able to number them, and he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Why is the story of Abraham so important? Because, as I already stated, he would be 100 years old when Isaac came. And Sarai is 90 years old, and sometimes, well, I, was, I would venture to say, if we be truthful, sometimes things in our, in our lives, God has promised us. To the human mind, it, 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 it almost, it just, it seems, it can seem crazy to stay in faith. We have to allow, the Bible says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. We have to take on the mind of Christ because the God we're dealing with is eternal and this is spiritual, is spiritual. It's crazy because God supersedes the natural laws. It is unnatural for a man to be dead three days and to get up 
it is, it is not within the possibilities of humanity for this to occur. It is not according to our laws that govern the earth. So God supersedes the natural laws that he has placed in our world today. Our job is to wait for it. No matter how it looks, no matter what the doctor tells us, no matter 20 years in a day, no matter what I'm praying for, and in, my, in the back of my mind, it just seems like I'm crazy because the time has far past been gone. We have now entered into a Lazarus situation. It is so dead, it is so impossible that God could come through now, but God waits. Jesus said, he, he didn't say it, but he needed to wait three days. He needed to wait for Lazarus to be dead. And he told his disciples, Lazarus is sleeping. God goes into overtime. God comes when he is ready. Because there are things that are connected to our lives that we can't see now. But God will connect the dots so that he alone gets the glory. So in times that we're struggling, keep the faith. When times when our mind tells us, not even so much everybody else, our, we have to fight our own mind, right? There are times in my life, not even so long ago, where I'm praying a thing and it's, all, it's almost like there's a second side of my mind that says, this is crazy that I would ask God, it's even crazier that you would believe God. But you have to rebuke those thoughts because with God, all things are possible. And God wants us to know that not just to say it, but it's gotta be a reality. We have to be able to stand up against whatever and know that God will come through. It will seem absurd. It will seem, uh, it is an impossibility. But the Bible tells us that with God, all things are possible to him that believe. We deal with the God who spoke worlds into existence. Nothing to God is a blank canvas. Sometimes I pray and I say, Lord God, who are you? Help me to understand. Give me the audacity to walk in faith, the type of faith that you want us to walk. Give me that boldness because faith and courage and God, God can do anything he wants to do at any given time. So Lord God today, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Lord God, today, people are getting diagnosis from doctors. Lord God, today, the enemy is rushing in, making inroads. Lord God, today, seem like the spirit of murder has blanketed the land. Lord God, today, seems like folks are dropping into hell. Lord God, today, seems like so-and-so is still waiting to be married. Lord God, today, seems like that father is still looking through the doors to see if his son will come on in. Lord God, he's been 
on the altar praying for 30 plus years. Lord God, today, hallelujah, that grandmother is still praying for her daughter, hallelujah. She's not necessarily in the crack house. She may be affluent, but she don't know Christ, hallelujah. And the end result is the same. Lord God, today, I know what you promised me, Lord God, when I was 35 years old, hallelujah, and it seems like time keeps ticking away, and it seems like, Lord God, the, the, the natural laws that govern the earth would dictate that God can't do it. The natural laws would dictate that God can't do it. The natural laws would dictate. But Lord God, I do remember in Genesis that you created, hallelujah, the heavens and the earth, hallelujah. Was it you, Yahweh, that did these things? Was it you, Yahweh, that flung, Lord God, of the moon, Lord God, into, Lord God, the heavens? Was it you, Yahweh, that bring the celestial host out by number? Was it you, Yahweh, that saved me from the devil like a brand pumped from the burner? Was it you, Yahweh, that cast the devil out of me that night that pastor came over? Was it you, Yahweh, that called Damascus Road when I was at the well, hallelujah, was it you who He needs Lazarus still. He needs people coming out of the tomb after three days. He needs audience to see the resurrection. Nobody wants to be Lazarus. They just want to be the ones that's able to say that, that Jesus did it, but no one wants to be him. No one wants to be humiliated. No one wants to be full of death. No one wants to be brought low. We want the, um, we want the other side of the testimony. No one wants to actually be Hannah, but we want her story of how God did it. But God wants to know, are you willing to wait for it? Are you willing to stand in faith? Are you willing to be humiliated? Are you willing for the thing to go into deep freeze and look like a fool because you trust him? In the name of Jesus. This seems like an impossible thing and every time I pray for it, there's a part of me that, makes, that, that tells me I'm a fool, but Lord God, I got my journal out. And every time my heart is broken, Lord God, all I can do is write to you. And I trust you, Lord God. I seem like I'm stupid, Lord God, but I trust you. Lord, I will stand in faith and I'll wait for my change to come. Hallelujah. I trust in God that I serve because. 
is wrong. I remember when I was a woman with the issue of blood. I remember when I was at kids in the tree. I remember when I was hiding at the well and I was ashamed and hallelujah. I remember these things, hallelujah. Jesus told me to go and sin no more. Wait for it. Hallelujah. Are we willing to take the whole story, not just the end where the glory resides, but are we willing to go through to be crushed so that God can get the glory? Because it doesn't make sense to the human mind that a 90-year-old woman could have a child. It doesn't make sense that Jesus would talk to a woman of ill repute. Hallelujah. It doesn't make sense that she would be saved that day. And she had five husbands and the one she was with was not her own. It doesn't make sense that God, hallelujah, would call Abraham and let him walk through the land and he told him the plan little by little and here Abraham is falling and he got his wife who was impatient and here take my handmaid and, and they have a, a baby hallelujah and God said it's not him time and season so we say yes we'll be Hannah we'll go through the process we'll be Lazarus We'll go through the process. We'll do. We'll, we'll bear under the weight. We'll take the pills that we've been taking for 13 years and they just keep combining. We'll do it. Because time and season has not yet fulfilled itself. Because God's will and God's story and God's plan is greater than ourself. We're just a part of it. So be encouraged, no matter where you are in your life, in the building or on Zoom or Facebook Live, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what Red Sea is before you, and it tells you that it's an impossibility to pass by. God is still making uh, uh, streams in the desert and he's still opening up Red Seas. He is still opening up the Red Sea. He is still stopping the mouth of the lion. He is still raising the dead. He is still doing the impossible because that's what he does. He can only be God. <laughs> Lord God, you can only be God. You can only be truth. You can only be spectacularly amazing because it's you. And we thank you for the things that you allow in our lives. God doesn't sit up like an evil person and he, you know, have things set up. There's so much going on in the world. God, he directs and he orchestrates. And he's doing it on his time frame. So today is a great day. If we have found ourselves falling, get on back up. If we have lost faith, I believe you, Lord, but help my unbelief. We have to be real. Strip that all the way down. Strip on down. Take everything off. 
so God can help us. And don't be afraid to be, he told me this years ago, don't be afraid to be, to be squeezed. And I saw one olive, and, then, and at the bottom of the olive, there was just a drop of oil and it was suspended underneath the olive. And I was sick and my, I had pyoderma in my left leg and I, was, I broke down that day. It was a hard day. And that's when he told me, don't be afraid to be squeezed. So we say, yes, Lord. We trust you. We know that you can do it, but we want to know, Job says, by the hearing of the ear, it's no more that I heard about this God who does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, but I now know because my story is in the word of God. And when I was hidden in shame, when I was racking in pain, when I was perplexed and I didn't understand, God was helping me walk every step of the way. And that's our story. We love to shout, but sometimes we're just broken. Sometimes we're just broken. That thing went into the deep freeze and somehow we, we thought he didn't see it. But he did. And he is God. And we love you, Father. We love you today. Because like Abraham, you called us out of our home to follow you to a place that you will show us. And you gave us precious promises. And you said you would protect us. And we thank you. You tell us a little bit of the plan, a little bit at a time. But we trust you for the entire plan. So time and seasons are in your hands. Have your way with us. We're open. We don't know anything, but be God in us so you get the glory and the honor and the praise. Those who may not know Christ, who are listening, Lord God, save today. There are still souls on the Damascus Road. There are still souls, Lord God, at the well. There are still souls being brought to Jesus, taken in adultery. There are still souls. Have your way today, save. Invade the atmosphere, the airwaves. Take souls, Lord God. Save souls, heal souls, deliver souls. In the name of Jesus, bind the work of the devil. Save your babies. Save your men, save your women, save boys and girls, restore households. Restore the family. Those who desire to be married, help them to hang on. Those who have lost spouses, help them to hang on. Those who desire children, help them to hang on. Those who have dreams that have gone into the deep freeze by the hand of God, help them to hang on. Time and season will run around 
and we will be better off because we trusted you and we waited and not try to preempt you, go before you and end up with a hurt that may last the rest of our lives. Help us to search the scriptures and see us in the pages of every story. To you be the glory, the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed this episode of Spiritual Vitamin C, please subscribe. I would also love it if you would rate it and leave a review. I look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, life needs a dose of Christ.